0: How's everybody doing today? You guys are the holiday weekend warriors. Here's what I need everybody to do. How many of you guys know what the lame cool guy handshake is? (laughs) Nobody? Uh, Okay, all right. New, New idea. I want you to fist bump the person next to you and be like, holiday weekend warrior. You've got to say it with that. Like, you've got to sound like a warrior. Holiday weekend warrior. You get bonus points if you say it in slow motion, because it's just, it's a little bit more epic that way. Well, hey, my name is Josh. I am the student ministries pastor here at Radio Life, and we're glad you're here with us on this holiday weekend. Something you may not know about me, especially if this is your first time here and you've never met me before in your life, but something you may not know about me is that I love motorcycles. I love to ride motorcycles. I don't ride often anymore. Uh, ever since my kids showed up on planet Earth, it's not as practical. I love my kids. I wouldn't trade them for a motorcycle. My kids are awesome, but I love riding motorcycles, and and you could probably say that I, I love it for all of the stereotypical reasons. You know the freedom, the you know the just the wind blowing in your face. You know the the bumblebee hitting your face mask at like 120 miles an hour, and you're like, whoa, it's really cool. But my favorite part, my favorite part about riding motorcycles is this. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. the wave, the wave, right? That's, I love it. I used to come home from riding and I would, I would be so pumped. I would tell Nicole, my wife, I'd be like, look, I passed like 40 guys. and It was like, what's up? You know, I, I always felt like I was part of this brotherhood. You know, it's like I never had to sign up. All you have to do is have a motorcycle and ride it on the road past other people on motorcycles, and you're in. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not very cool, but they don't care. They're. like, yeah. I love the sense of belonging. Now, I love to go to high school plays and different things like that, and I love watching the energy of the cast after the performance. They're super excited because they just pulled it off. Man, we did it. And you see them there, all oh, the energy is great. You go to a sporting event, and when the team wins, they're all jam piling on each other on the field. what yeah! yeah! up? Something they couldn't do on their own, they came together to do. They're part of something bigger than just themselves. And I believe that all of us on some level have a longing to belong to something that is bigger than ourself. And not only do we have that longing, but if you're here this morning and you're a follower of Jesus, and say so you have a calling to belong to something bigger than yourself. So if you're here this morning and you're not a follower of Jesus, first of all, we're glad you're here with us. You're welcome. Uh, but you're off the hook today. You get to kind of just chill. If you want to, you know, play, uh, what is it? PUBG or something? That, you can do that on your phone, right? Little PUBG, a little Fortnite on your phone. During the rest of the message, go for it. I'm picking on people who follow Jesus today, because we have a calling to something bigger than ourselves. There's a piece of scripture that deals with this. We're going to be looking in the book of First Corinthians. If you want to turn there in your Bibles, if you've got your device, your phone, your tablet, or the words will be on the screen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There was a guy named Paul in the first century. He went around and started churches. And then as those churches kind of dealt with the growing pains and trying to figure out what does it look like to live like Jesus in my culture, Paul would walk through that with them. And, and he'd call them out on things they needed to be called out on and, and encourage them where they needed to be encouraged. And if you've ever read through the books of First and Second Corinthians, you get... It's kind of a relief, right? We we talk here at Radiant Life as staff. We love messy church. Right? We've 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 said this and not entirely joking, but we need more prostitutes and drug addicts in our church, right? Because they need Jesus just as much as we do. Right? We love messy church. You want to see a really good picture of a messy church? Read first and second Corinthians. Those people were jacked up. Okay, they were doing some stuff. We're not going to get into that, but they were messed up. So if you're ever like feeling down, you're like, man, I just have so many messy people in my life. Read 1 Corinthians. You'll be like, "Ah, we're not so bad. But we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to sit down because I'm getting too excited up here this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to jump in partway. Paul is having a discussion with the church in Corinth about spiritual gifts. And we're going we're gonna to jump in about halfway through that conversation. We're going to start reading in verse 12. It says this, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. We have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand... That does not make it any less a part of the body. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. And then my clicker died. Well, the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. Some. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Paul gives us this picture. He says, hey, those of you in Corinth who follow Jesus, you are the church. And here's this picture for you. It's the picture of the body. He says, you've got a variety of different backgrounds. You're coming to the table with different skills, all these different things. But all of you are going to come together as one unit. Now Paul uses this imagery elsewhere as well, and I'd encourage you over the next week, spend some time, again, First Corinthians, but also Romans chapter 12, Paul uses this imagery of the body. In Ephesians four, Paul talks about the church as the body, and in each one he hits kind of a different aspect of it. And there are a lot of different directions that we could go with this. But I want to key in on verse 27 this morning where it says this, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Which leads to a question this morning. And that question is this, which part are you? Paul says, hey church, hey Jesus followers, you're part of something bigger than yourself. Which part are you? Because here's the bottom line this morning. It's this. You have a God-given role within the church. And without you, the church can't function as it should. Now, to demonstrate this, I need a couple of volunteers this morning. So, and if nobody... All right. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious, brother. Come on, <laughs> Come on up, Micah. We guys, somebody else... I hear I hear a ringing. Um, normally, I would I would love to have you up here. Um, I need I need a I need to pick on somebody though, and I don't want to pick on you, because you're you're awesome. Is is there somebody I can pick on? Oh, I, I love everyone's pointing to their neighbor. Everyone's pointing to their neighbor. Who is? All right, I saw Micah. Micah, get up here. This is we've got Micah and Micah. So This is perfect. This is gonna be. This is gonna be. all right I need you to come over here okay there's a very classy outfit right here somebody please get pictures of this because this is going to be way better than first service okay other Micah you need to come over here you've got this fancy schmancy outfit right here we're gonna have a race okay we're gonna have a race and I need you (laughs) are you whoa whoa (laughs) All right, to be fair, if you want your shoes off, you can take your shoes off. Okay, so this is a race to see which one of you can get that outfit on first. Got it? Got it? Okay, so the pants got to be on the right way. The shirt can't be inside out or backwards or upside down. It's the right way. Now, look at this guy. He's Put me in, coach. Put me in. Here's the catch, Micah Brown. (laughs) People who are in first service are like, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do this? I need you to complete this race without using your arms. (laughs) (laughs) And go! (laughs) You can use your arms. You can use your arms. Just he can't use his arms. (laughs) Now you got to just kind of keep them like tucked right in there. That's it. Right. <laughs> Now this is gonna be the kicker, brother. Mike is over here. He's like, oh, I'm just, I'm getting dressed this morning. All right, Mike. <laughs> look at how fancy you look. All right, we have our winner over here. Real quick, brother, throw on that shirt just like normal. <laughs> I was, <laughs> but I mean this. Now, did the middle school dance? Did that happen already? Cause otherwise, dude, I'm saying I think you got your outfit. I will give that to you. All right. Hey, let's give a hand to the to the Micahs. You can pick one of those there, brother. Hey, you're a good sport there, champ. Thanks. I think if any of you needs pointers on that in first service, Frank did pretty good. I was impressed with how well he got those pants on without using his hands. It was was pretty good. Here's the point. When part of our body doesn't work how it should, when it's not functioning the way it was designed to function, it jacks everything up. Our bodies are much more efficient when every part does what it's supposed to. Now maybe you're here this morning and you're super politically correct and you're like, "Well, you're not allowed to say that one type of body is more efficient than another." That's how politically correct people talk apparently. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But here's here here's the bottom line. It is more efficient. It's a lot easier to get dressed if you have arms, right? Am I wrong? No, I'm not wrong. My background is in occupational therapy. And I love, hey, I love people of any sort of ability level. Okay, I loved working with people to help them overcome physical cognitive limitations, to be able to engage with the world as much as they needed to. But never once did I work with somebody Maybe it was bringing in a tool. Maybe it was a different technique, how to do something. Never once did they say to me, you know what? This new technique is so cool. I don't even care that I can't use my arm or my arms or my legs anymore. They're like, this technique is just super awesome. Who needs those old arms, right? Nobody ever said that. Because when it all comes down to it, it's a lot easier when we have all the parts of our body functioning the way they should. Which part are you? And we say, well, why is this even important? Why does it matter if, as a church, every part functions how it should? And I think there are are two key things that we'll hit on this morning. The first is this. It helps fulfill that longing to belong. We are called to something greater than ourselves. And when we function in our God-given role within the body of Jesus, within the physical representation of Jesus on earth, we are part of something greater than ourselves. And when that happens, and I would say more importantly, is when the church gets it right, It points people to Jesus. Points people to Jesus. I referenced Ephesians 4 earlier. Paul talks about that. The unity that comes when every part works together how it's supposed to. There is unity, and Jesus prayed that believers would have unity because that is what will point people to him. I love this quote by Pastor Andy Stanley. He says, "...the closest anyone will ever come to being in the physical presence of Jesus..." We're in a local church that is functioning like the body of Jesus. So the stakes are really high. We have the opportunity to point people to Jesus. How? By living into the role that God has given us within his body. And I want to take a minute this morning to celebrate. I asked Pam. Pam is our volunteer and events coordinator. I said, Pam, how many people actively serve at radiant life? it was like 265 people, which is awesome. And I want to actually, I want to give them a hand. We have people here during the week. Some of them you see, our music team, they're awesome. They put in a lot of time and energy to serve. And we see that on a Sunday morning. You see the messages that are brought here on a Sunday morning. You see people working in the cafe. Some things happen that we don't see. We have people here during the week, and they're doing some of the background tasks that, without which, none of this would be a reality. And I want to celebrate each and every one of those people. They are saying, hey, this is my role in the body, and I'm going to live into it. We celebrate that. I'm going to ask the question, which part are you? And I think sometimes we hear a message like this, and we're like, oh, uh, they're just trying to make me feel guilty, trying to get me to do something. They must need help in the nursery, right? And we... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone laughs because nobody wants to serve in the nursery. I love, it. But here's the deal, and thats we pick on that one a little bit sometimes. Right, because we think, oh, really, how is that? Is that even a thing? I will tell you what, our nursery workers, our kids' workers, they're awesome, right? We think, well, it really, it's just babysitting, isn't it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. When you're back there, when you're loving on kids, you're rocking a baby, you doing that allows their parent to be in here, worshiping, hearing the word of God, experiencing Jesus. And as the kids get older, guess what? They pay attention, and you're going to be Jesus in those kids' lives. Those roles are critical. Again, during the week, all those background things that we never see, those are critical. There's no insignificant role. Paul deals with that. He deals with these objections, and he he kind of anticipates objections. In his discussion, he says, hey, None of the parts of the body can say, oh, because I'm not this, eh, I'm not, I must not be part of the body. Sometimes we feel inferior. We think, oh, well, the really important roles are this or that or the other thing. And he says, no, 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 no. You're all part of the body. But he also deals with the, the idea that some roles are superior. Some are like, well, hey, I'm, I do this. I'm pretty awesome. He says, No. You can't say to the other part, well, I don't need you, I got this, you go on home, I'll take care of it. There's this level playing field, there's no insignificant role in the body. Which part are you? But we might say, hey, I'm not really qualified to do anything. Say, guess what, we do on-the-job training, you're good, we'll take care of it. Maybe you say, you know what, I love coming here on Sundays. I just I want to hear the band. They're jamming. I want to hear Ryan's message because Ryan brings it. And the band rocks, and Ryan does bring the message really well. And that's hugely important for you to have in your life. But there's also a lot of growth that happens when we serve, when we step outside of just, oh, well, I need, to, I need to take it in. I need to take it in. There's growth when we say, no, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give out a little bit. And guess what? I don't know if you knew this. <clears throat> this is like a new development as of like two years ago. But we have two services here. So if you're like, I really, I can't. Yeah, one, two, there's two of them. Two of them, yep, two. So if you're like, man, I really gotta I gotta worship, I gotta, I gotta get my worship on, I gotta hear the word. Sweet. Do that. For one service. And then come back and serve for the second one. Or serve for the first one and attend the second one. <laughs> so many combinations. It's magical. This is why they don't let me up here very often. <laughs> I probably like the decibel level. Jacob, are we like, are we blowing people's eardrums out there? No, we good? Okay. I think it's easy for us to come up with these objections. We're thinking, well, really, you know, it looks like every spot is filled. Like, Man, Josh, you just said you got 265 people that are serving, right? That's, pff, that's a lot of people. Surely that's enough. I don't see any empty spots on a Sunday morning. It looks like everything is taken care of. Well, here's what happens. And this happens in the physical body as well as in the church body. Is when there are parts that don't function how they're supposed to, other parts compensate for it. Again, my background is in therapy, and I worked with countless patients after hip or knee replacement surgery. And I can't tell you the number of times I had a patient who, they had a brand new knee. They're like, all right, this is great. But then while you're working with them, they would talk about how while waiting to get their new knee, they relied so heavily on the other one that it went bad, now they need to replace that one. This one hurts. It's not functioning how it's supposed to function. So I'm going to put more weight, more strain, more pressure on this one. And then that one's going to get all jacked up. We have people, and again, we celebrate every single person that serves here because they're awesome. But what happens is you have people that serve in two, three, four, five different areas because they're, they're the type of person that says, oh, I see a need, I'm going to meet it. That might not be the role God has called them to. But they're saying, hey, you know what? We got we to gotta pick up the slack. We got to do this. But eventually, they will need a break. Or they will break. Also, you think, oh, hey, there's always people here. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes people call in sick. Or their kid starts... Puking in the car when they're driving to church, like, oh, no. I was supposed to be an usher. What am I gonna do? Has that ever happened, Dan? I don't know. I'm picking on the ushers today. I don't know. Is that <laughs> usher's kid puking in the car? Like, oh, we're we're gonna be usherless today. You have a God-given role within the body of Christ. Without you, the body can't function how it should. Which part? Are you? We talk a lot about next steps here at Radiant Life. And maybe your next step this morning is to step out and say, you know what, I think I'm supposed to be functioning in a certain role. We have a couple of options for you. And hey, if you're a visitor with us this morning, you can ignore... Most of what I've said today, I'm kind of picking on people, not only if you're a Jesus follower, but if you consider Radiant Life Church your home. If you're a first-time guest, you're like, holy cow, it's my first time, and you're still trying to get me to work here already? It's all right. It's all right. You just, everybody, there we go. Cleansing breaths. Cleansing breaths. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then do a little downward dog, and then we're gonna. <laughs> that would be. Bad. I ran last night. I probably can't do downward dog. I would fall over. Couple of next steps for you this morning. The first one, you get that handout, right? When you came in, you probably got one at, on those tables out there. At the bottom of that is the connection card. At the bottom of the connection card, there's the alphabet. You know, ABC, Elemento, etc etc the alphabet we have that there for a reason <laughs> what today if you're like you know what I'm ready to take that next step I wanna I want to serve in the function that God has for me we want you to circle P on that connection card and then in a few minutes when the plates go by you check that in there circle P but also today out at our welcome center We have some descriptions for some of the things that happen here on a regular basis. You're like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what what are the roles that need to be filled. What are the functions? Some of those are out there on the Welcome Center. Not all of them. And guess what? Maybe the role that you're designed for doesn't exist yet. That's okay. Circle P. We want to have that conversation with you. To help you find that sweet spot. That thing that on Sunday mornings you come to church and you're like, oh, I am so excited to ush. Like this is just gonna be the best ushing ever. Yeah, I'm t- I'm just I'm I'm trying, Dan. I'm trying. <laughs> we love our ushers. They're awesome. But we want to help you find that spot that gets you excited to do it. Right? We're not looking to, like, saddle you with a bunch of stuff that makes you think, oh, crap, I've got to go to nursery, good. We're not going for that. Circle P, let's start that conversation. Go check out those descriptions out there. Now, I will say, one of them, which might seem odd since I'm the student ministries pastor, there aren't any descriptions for student ministry stuff. That's because I'm, I'm kind of a, a punk and I would rather just talk to people. So if you have any interest at all in student ministries, just talk to me about it. All right. So what letter are you all going to circle? What letter are you all going to circle? I, I'm hearing Do we need to go through the alphabet again, I think? School's real close to being out, and people, they're losing it. They're losing it already. We're going to have the ushers come down. At this time, we'll do tithes and offerings. You know, it's a little bit different spot than we normally do. it. We're going to have them come down. Because here's the deal. We don't want you to think about it for the next song and be like, no, nah, I don't need a circle P. We want you to like, hey, let's get this, get this thing going up in here. So circle P. I'm going to pray in a minute, and then uh, my man Jeff Carey, He's got something that he gets excited about, right? Okay, he told me, he told, I'm sorry, I'm totally throwing you under the bus, Jeff. He told me he was going to do a backflip on stage, so. I will be able to see that. I know, so I'm pretty excited about this. But he's, he's going to share something he's excited about. But let's pray the plates will go by. Chuck those connection cards in there. Unless you're a first-time guest, take those connection cards out to our cafe. We're going to hook you up with beverages and just, we want to say, hey, thanks for coming and checking us out this morning. You guys rock. And please come back. We don't try to, like, badger you into things every week. But let's pray. Father God, thank you for allowing us to be part of what you are doing in the world. Thank you for letting us be your body, that physical representation of you. Lord, it sounds cliche, but we are the hands and feet of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you would help us live into that. That it wouldn't be a guilt thing. That it would be something that we're just excited to be part of what you are doing. And we get excited about it. We thank you for what you're doing, Lord. And look forward to what you're going to continue to do. We pray in your name. Amen. All right. Sorry, no backflips. Not today. <laughs> uh, this is a invite slash challenge to all men. Uh, next Friday night, we are kicking off a chapter of Fight Club here at Radiant Life Church. Um, Fight Club is a men's ministry. It's uh, created by men, for men, uh, to reach men. Um, It's a discipleship opportunity. Um, It's designed to help you learn how to um, be the men that God has called you to be. So we're going to kick that off Friday night here at Radiant Life Church, 10 o'clock. Come out. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. Ladies, nudge your your man to get here next Friday night. Encourage them. If you want to talk more about it, I can talk to you after service, or you can message me, and we can talk about it. Thanks.